This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning prop firm, Fidel Crest. I'm a strong believer of reading the markets and looking at price action. Price is absolute king to me. So if I can see something there and I can see people joke about patterns and I do at times, but there are certain things that you see there and you see it enough. You think, oh yeah. And then you probably find out that it is a pattern that's well known and recognized. I've never found it before, but I've just recognized it, but I guess, or subconsciously it's there anyway. I take what's on the table effectively. I use pivot analysis a lot, which I will show you. So I'll take what's there, not what I want to have basically in a sense. I'd like them all to be 10 to 1. But the reality of these markets is as long as you can cover your costs and your strategy has a bullish bias, you can make money. Again, it's a strong belief I have. You count in pips and you mislead everyone by saying, well, the system's done a thousand pips. And realistically, it's probably done 4% because the yeah. amount of risk that you put on the other side of those, yeah. what, what you gained was was just didn't make sense. He was just a blinking good trader. And the only reason he was a good trader is because he read price. However it was, yeah, he would look at price and he, he read price. He wasn't using all this market matrix stuff. He was actually just reading the price because he'd always have an excuse of why he's just done this and why he's done that. And all he's doing is reading the price. And the moral of the story is just learn how to read price. And yeah. you can, I, I can show you how to trade literally without anything else but price. And I do this at any time. I didn't care if people can come into my room free of charge for a day or two and I'll show them how to read price. You can see how you could make money just by reading price action. Put pivots on and price and it's an absolute dream for me. I know the stats behind the pivots and I can see the price action and all of a sudden I've got an edge in that market. I know that edge is going to work a good percentage of the time and a good percentage may be 60, 65%. Episode 215. What's up traders? We've got Kim Watson here on the show today. Now Kim's a very experienced trader from the UK who's been around for a number of years and he's already told you what it takes to make it as a trader. You'd really need to know how to read price. Well the best traders read price. Now you're going to find out how he reads price in today's show as well as the video we shot afterwards so make sure you don't miss that other things going on here at trading up we've got that live stream opportunity if you do want to jump on the trading up live stream and take part in a 50k challenge we can win $1,000 at the end of it then jump over there onto the live streams or links under the video or in the podcast description and take on that Fidel Crest challenge now talking about Fidel Crest let's hear from my sponsor and get on with the show Fidel Crest is an award-winning prop firm that funds traders with up to two million dollars and offers generous profit splits up to 90%. So one thing that really sets Fidel Crest apart is their no minimum trading days requirement on their challenge and verification stages. On top of that, traders who successfully pass the challenge and verification stages are eligible to receive a bonus payout of up to 30k on top of their funded stage profit split payout on performance. And be sure to use promo code TRADINGNUT, all one word, to get 10% off your next challenge. Click the link in the description below or the card above to find out more. Alright folks, here we are on TRADINGNUT, we've got Kim Watson in the house from the Pivot Trader. Fun fact, uh, we actually interviewed Kim's business partner from years ago, uh, back in 2018, Charlie, and I believe both of you guys are actually, funnily enough, into karate. Is that right? Well, he's given up, but I'm still doing it. Yeah, I've been doing it for 40 years now, so... Wow, 40 um, years, unbelievable. Yeah, I know I don't look that old, and but uh, yeah, yeah, that it's just, just, yeah, around about 40 years this year, actually. Cool. Now, it's not just that, but you are also a, a professional trader. Uh, you do swing trading, Forex markets. You didn't start off there. So let's start by hearing your long uh, trading journey. And I believe it is quite long. You've been doing it for a, a long time. I have, yes. I mean, it started uh, way back. I, I got into the idea of 
trading, it sort of came to me gradually. Firstly, um, we had Margaret Thatcher in power and she was selling off a lot of companies like BT and British Gas and things like this. So um, everyone said, buy the shares, they'll, they'll do pretty good. So I bought the shares. So I got into sort of buying some shares and some of them just doubled overnight almost. So the demand for them was so great. As soon as they hit the market, there were people trying to buy them. And um, it, it was it was a great start to trading. Um, the next sort of stage of that was when I was working at a company that then started offering these um, uh, buyers you or owners you earn schemes where you uh, you would be offered the option to buy the shares at a certain price, um, like it's one pound twenty the first that I bought, and I, in five years time you can sell them for the price you, you opted to buy them at and they were five pounds yeah. 60 or something like this and yeah. so every year i was adding to them and they, they didn't all increase as well as that but that was the first lot i bought and i thought yeah hey, this is something in in this and i then got given i sort of got promoted and ended up with the um, executive share scheme, option schemes and things like this and suddenly you, you're sort of getting a bonus for doing absolutely not a lot really <laughs> um but that, that sort of got me into it and then um of course, I picked up the usual habit of what we do is you hear someone down the pub talking about a particular share and they say, don't tell anyone, but you think they're going to have a look at that. And I, I bought some real duffers. Uh, one of them was Dragon Oil. It turned out, it gave me a return of 5% over a per year return when I eventually sold it because I just hang on, hung on and forgot about it. Uh, so it's a bit of luck, really. But um, it, it, oil prices obviously eventually started going up and it had some value, but it was just a duffer and it's a real learn not to listen to anyone down the pub really um then then i started and we um we went on a course actually and um so it was run by tony robbins organization and it was it was all on shares and options basically do it looking at covered calls where you buy the share you sell the, the option um the call option away and if the certain things meet the criteria at the end of the um the period the, you either have your shares called away from you or you stay with the shares and you just earn the money from selling the option so uh did that for quite a while then 2000 came along and it really uh, sort of when the market started going a bit sort of wrong there with the dot-com crash etc it really devalued the the value of options you can make so much money on the options and i sort of started then scratching around looking and I was, I was feeling quite successful. We started then just trading pure options. We were literally buying put contracts or call contracts on different companies. So we, we were really, uh, well, I was really over leveraging as well. And it sort of, there was some major, I mean, there were times when you just think you're a trading God because everything is going well for you. And it turned out I was probably just very lucky to start with because then you hit the sort of, ah, oh, no, um, that's got, you know, you just, you just wiped away half your, 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 the money you've made and, or more, you know, and you sort of right back down to scratch, it seems. So I then sort of got into, trading better with with some um technique and looking at money management rules eventually came um and 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 then sort of looked at uh, I, I quite like the idea of forex because it's a market that works particularly well through the london sessions uh through uh, through our sessions it's got i mean it's got loads and loads of benefits there's obviously loads of problems with it for some people as well but Overall, if you trade it well, it's got some real opportunities. So I got into the Forex market so um, and started trading that. Now, um, at that stage, I've left work. I sort of decided this this was for me. Uh, and I 
before that, I was working for a healthcare company actually um, over here. And I just, I'd got headhunted by another healthcare company, which I didn't like so much. And I had loads and loads of time at home. So I'd already started setting myself up to trade. But I was, I was just the typical bloke that wants to trade, basically, in real terms when I started off. And that, that's where I came from. I didn't go to, didn't have any of these sort of, I, I knew a lot about shares. Um, I, I, I've done an MBA, so it's, it's sort of, a, I, I knew about businesses and things like this and the principles behind it. So that was all, you know, knew that sort of stuff. But, but I liked it. I liked the idea that you could carry on expanding your knowledge. You could earn some money if you got it right. And so that that was sort of the, 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 that sort of starting point, and from there, really, it just it just grew. It, I, I learned. I'm forever learning. Um, you, you mentioned karate. You're always learning. Um, trading is no different. I mean, even to this day, I might see something. I think I might give that a try. You just pick things up. I, I, I'm a strong believer of reading the markets and looking at price action. Price is absolute king to me. So if I can see something there, and I can see. People joke about patterns, and I do at times. But there are certain things that you see there, and you see it enough, and you, you pick up and you think, "Oh, yeah." And then you probably find out that it is a pattern that's well known and recognised. I've never found it before, but I've just just recognised it. But I guess, or subconsciously, uh, is it's, it's there anyway. But um, either way, so I'm always learning. I, 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 you know, day in day out, I'm I'm learning. I'm testing strategies. Um, I, I genuinely believe, and I've ho- always done this is. Uh, the biggest problem traders have is their mindset um, and how they trade, but they never take it seriously. They never treat it as a business in the first place. And there's very few businesses that you would start up and just guess at because some bloke sort of taught you on a course or whatever else, this is how it does it. Uh, But for some reason we do with trading because of the greed and everything else that comes with it. Um, and the desire to a lot of escapism for people. They think they'll uh, earn their money and they won't have to ever work again or whatever else. So it, it, it was, yeah, I've gone through all those sort of things. And I found the best way to do things was to test them, always test them, do the hard work. Um, it, it is about, it's not about just sitting there and some someone's going to teach you or you're going to find a strategy. You've got to test it because in the, in the, in the mindset um, that traders have a problem with, part of it is the, the belief in whether this, the, the, whatever they're using is going to work and get to their targets. But if you've tested it manually, and I, I'm a strong believer of manual testing as well, if you've tested it yourself and you've manually gone back there, you'll you'll recognise the price, your uh, action when it's doing certain things, and it just sort of picks it up. So when it comes to real time, you're used to that. And the great thing about technology nowadays, you can roll the screen. I mean, when I started back in oh, pre-2000, I used to ring up almost. It was a case, you know, shares, the shares I bought, I rang up to buy the shares. It, the, the technology wasn't this anywhere near where we are now. I remember options trading. I, I was lucky enough to get into the Chicago Board of Options. Um, um, and Sorry, the, it wasn't, well, I went there as well, but I, I went into the S&P pits, and there was this guy standing over the back of the pits, and I asked the guy that had taken us in there, what's that fellow doing over there? And he said, oh, he's dealing with the options. And he was on a little PDA sort of thing, and his hands, and it, it took it to the phone, and it went backwards and forwards. And I thought, no wonder my trades take so long to set up. I mean, nowadays, it's just like this. But it, it just, oh, my goodness, you know. 
Anyway, wow. uh, sorry, I've, I've ex- probably over-answered your question, but that's my my sort of journey in, into trading. And I, I've got a real thing with um, uh, probability. I, I think, as I say, the trader mindset needs some should have some probability tied in behind it to help it, because we can do a lot of things to help all the traits that people struggle with. And, and what do you do? I mean, you, you haven't quite touched on what you're doing now. So what what are you doing in the here and now? Okay, uh, so now I, do, I just sort of progressed. I've um, now I, I run a, a relatively modest business, uh, the Pivot Trader. Um, there, the the the, the aim is to um, trade in the mornings with the guys because I, I personally find I've got a window of opportunity between about eight and ten o'clock London time, and I'll trade that time as my first opportunity. Then probably twelve to about three, and. Again, it's all by analysis that I've worked out that when I was taking trades before uh, before eight o'clock, the probability of them weren't very good. There was a lot of false breakouts, etc. Um, anyway, so uh, my my trading day is that. So I share that time with the guys that um, subscribe to my my channel and the Pivot Trader, and we literally go on Zoom every day. We take the charts, we look at things, we take trades if there's trades to be taken because it's important to take them live. I think, you know, if you just work on theory, I've seen people just, they'll only show you their strategies on slides because they don't trade them. Uh, So you've got to see them traded and what it really looks like when that, on the right-hand side of the chart, when it's actually happening and how, you know, for some people it's quite scary. Um, Me, I enjoy it. Um, it, it, It's it's, it's, it's quite a nice bit of feedback because you get people hopefully getting successful and more successful doing it so um that that's my sort of morning my afternoons i'm as I say, I'm testing I'm, I'm i'm doing some recording and I, I put a load of stuff onto youtube as, as well the day goes past so quickly um yeah. and you know, as i say I've got those two major windows to be trading through so um i trade a little bit of someone else's money but i'm i'm not out there to look to trade major major money Maybe uh, I might change that at some point when the children go to university. Um, but at the moment, I'm quite happy where I am um, with uh, you know, tra- trading myself. I don't have the phone calls of people saying, hang on, it, it moved a, you know, a little bit down the other day. They never ring you up when it's going up. But uh, uh, the guy, the guys I trade for, they, they've got uh, absolutely, they, I don't speak to them for months on end. Um, and that's why I like it. Yeah. And, and so it's interesting. Um, I, I spoke to a guy last night or a trader last night who's going to be on the show. I don't know if it's going to be before or after you, but they said exactly what you're doing was the solution, i.e. having a mentor that you can actually sit there and watch them take the trades and watch them at the charts. Uh, it seems to be much more advantageous versus, you know, here's how you do it and good luck with yeah. that. You know, good luck with well, that. He, he knows what he's talking about. I can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. because it is. I mean, I, when I even when I started trading options and covered calls and things like this, we, you know, I, I, I did this course, um, and it's uh, was it wealth mastery or something like this. It was called, and I did it. But at the at the end of the day, I came around with it. I've still got the book somewhere because it's a massive folder, and I, 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 like everyone else, I've probably still got it and never referred back ever again um you, you start trying to work out well how does that work and fortunately i come across a guy he was um he was trying to get a bit of a trading company going himself as in teaching people one of for us he was 
the trouble is he was never very successful with his trading company, but he was a really good teacher and he really knew options and, and, and what we were trying to achieve and showed us uh, and literally showed us live. And this is what you do in the same place it right. This is, and this is what we're doing. Um, and uh, it was so easy to learn. And that, that sort of made me think, well, there's no point just putting stuff up on you. I mean, I put stuff on YouTube and hopefully it gives people ideas to take away and, test and try for themselves but there's nothing that beats just literally sitting there looking at screens and the biggest thing is um it's when you can't get a trade because everyone's looking at you so or uh, they probably are looking at me actually and and thinking why hasn't he taken a trade because the market isn't offering me anything i've got the patience i, I don't particularly want to sit there and just take a trade to show you how to take a trade um, I'm looking to take a trade because look, we can see this. This this is a good strategy here. This makes sense. It's gonna. It's got X Y Z going for it. Um, there's the risk. There's the reward. It's pay. It's paying its way. Let's go ahead with it. And uh, if it doesn't, I mean, I, I I couldn't get a trade this morning. And so sometimes I almost feel feel like, in a sense, that you're failing you, 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 the guys that are coming into the room. But at the same time, it's making them aware you don't have to be a cash is yeah. a position. You know, yeah. you don't have to be in the market all of the time. Um, and I don't know. I've, this year, actually, I, I I mean, I keep a record of the of the trades I've taken in the trading room separately. So I've got a, like a list of where we are over the year um, since I started the, uh, the pivot trade in March uh, last year. And so I so I keep a running total of what's going on. I look at the drawdown and everything else that we've got. So I've, I've actually done a sort of full analysis for them, and which I share with them, and we we sort of run through. Um, and it's it's doing okay, um, but um, I try to encourage them to do all the same thing so that they and, and they they know there's times that I, I may get a break even trade, I may uh, never even get a trade, and hopefully it encourages them to realise you can do okay, not trading every day or every session of the day. You you, you, you can yeah, it's it, it's it's a long journey. It's not like a race, a sprint. It's 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 a, it's a real journey to be trading, and if you're looking at sort of 20 30 percent over a year um i don't think enough people realize that's a blinking good return i look at what uh, the berkshire hedge uh, barclays hedge shows in terms of forex traders i think it's nine uh, percent they did last year mm. um and they, these are so-called professional traders mm. so uh, hedge funds etc and you just think well if you can outperform that you, you and they, they've right. probably yeah. got some of the inside information or if there is such well, there is uh, there is information, but um, they they may have better information, but they're still not really knocking out of the park that much. Now, um, uh, let's let's dive into. I mean, I've got a ton of questions on the, what you've mentioned, but we're going to try and keep the flow and dive into that Sorry, yep. analysis that you talked about. With you know, you're keeping a track record of here's what we've done this year, students. What's that look like from a stats point of view? If you wanted to just sort of reel those out, I mean, how did you? How many wins? What's the sort of risk to reward kind of thing on the trades? Yep, yep. Okay. Now the risk rewards. I, I'm. Um, let me just move it over so I can see it as I'm talking to you a bit better. Um, yep. Um, I'm not a great. I, I take what's what's on the table. Effectively, I use pivot analysis a lot, which I will show you. Um, but it's it's. Um, so I'll take what's there, not what I want to uh, want to have basically in a sense i'd like them all to be 10 to 1 um but the reality of these markets is as long as you can 
cover your costs and your strategy has a, 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 a bullish bias, you can make money. Um, I actually did a lot of analysis on, I've got, I've got a particular strategy that I've done stacks of analysis on, and it it, it does like 20, 30% a year um, with one, well, now it's down to one currency pair because I've knocked, I had three currency pairs on there, but the, the, the two on the, the periphery were basically taking away from it as opposed to adding to it so often. Mm. Um, it, it, it was it's a great exercise, been looking, trading it over a number of years and kept all the data on it and it is the whole process is a massive learning process because you you understand you can have seven eight nine losses in a row on this some of these things it's one strategy and it that's how it goes but then all of a sudden it absolutely flies but the coming back to the risk reward um the optimum risk reward was 1.3 now i looked at all of the the figures and i thought well i want to automate this so i've automated it it's, it's on a little ea but um because it's easier it's, it's an easy way if you're not sitting at the screen all day just mm. and I was out today okay I switched off today because there were so many speakers coming out today so there'll be days I make a decision where I'm not going to trade right. and have it on that day yeah um yesterday I had it on yesterday yeah I had it on um and then today I turned it off yesterday it just it actually hit me I confession i had the time in this set on the on on the uh, auto trader and it took me an, it took me a seven o'clock trade which i've never ever take i'm, I'm an eight o'clock starter <laughs> it oh, took me i had two winning trades off it yesterday because that's seven o'clock one but it's, it's, i've turned it i've ju- adjusted the time now but uh um yeah it just does itself and i get little pings on my phone because it's using um uh, mt4 you, you, although you can't do it through apple at the moment but you can get get it to send you messages anyway so tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts introducing my robot builders club with our platform you can build bots in minutes not weeks without any coding required get lifetime access to my video course vip community and over 40 ready-made robots works with mt4 or mt5 and as a bonus you'll get three months access to my robot lab where we build and test bots on live calls every week join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter not harder click the link in the description to learn more get the free training and download a free robot so you're looking at like uh, your risk to rewards one one to 1.3 well, on average no, that I, would be the no, optimal yeah that, that, that would be the that's all that that's all one strategy on different strategies uh, as right. i say it depends on yeah. the strategy because some of these things that uh, if i'm looking for somewhat more of a swing i'm looking for two or three multiple two or three yeah. hopefully um but it, it, as I say, it depends on what's really there. I've moved probably most of the trades I've had recently have been day trades because the way the markets have been moving, there's a couple of them were run overnight, but majority of them are, are day trades. But they're, if you counted them in pips, you think, oh, that's really good. But yeah. um, in percentage terms, because I, I, I and, and, and that, again, it's a strong belief I have. You count in pips, and you you know you you can mislead everyone by saying, well, you know, the system's done a thousand pips, and realistically, it's probably done four percent because the yeah. amount of risk that you put on the other side of those yeah. what, what you gained was was just didn't make sense. So I just look at risk and reward. Um, I measure everything, and so I look at multiples of that. I mean, some some of my returns have been like 0.6 for whatever. It may be, I may have been trailing the stop mm. on it or something like this. So um, they look they look quite ugly at times um, be, because I'm moving moving things, but I'm not. I'm only moving things in in, in alignment with my strategy. Um, the, the thing with trading with uh, and, and 
I mean, I'm just looking more recently. I've sort of had 1 1.4, 1 1.5, 1.86, 1.8, 1.9, and uh, 1.2, 1.5, 1.2. It's a lot of 1.2s. 1.6 on Monday. Uh, lost lost half a percent yesterday. Um, so my loss, my biggest loss is only ever going to be one percent. Um, I never risk more than one percent. Is that is absolute. Uh, and June, I came back after uh, Christmas, and I only for the first week or so I was on half a percent risk. Uh, because it's such a horrible time. I'm just, you know, looking back historically at my own figures, and I just think, why don't I, I have an extra week's holiday? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. It, okay. It, <laughs> it, it's, it's like it's like September. It's just sort of you, you, I, I sort of go away in August. This August was pretty good, and I looked. I should really go away in September. It's September's not as good as August. August is actually, right. um, yeah, hanging in there and not doing so bad. So. Ah, oh, that's interesting. And yeah. so, so, the, so it's, it, it how many variable. strategies have you? How many strategies do you actually run? I'm, I probably about four or five. Um, that, that, I mean, there's, uh, I've, I've sort of got one completely fixed strategy. The rest are I'm, I'm doing my best to make them as mechanical as possible. Uh, because I, I read price at the end of the day, and uh, the entry of getting into a price is done by the, what I'm reading. Uh, so I, I have to teach people how to read the price and what you're looking for. Um, so it's it's some of them are, are very very uh, like flags. I really love flags if they're in trend. I mean, it's it's one of the oh, people say, why do you trade flags, whatever else? They're brilliant if you get them right. If you but I'm using them with pivots, so I've got this overlap. So I'm using a lot of pivots as my sort of background uh, tool, and then I've got three or four pivot strategies that run around that. So I, I can yeah, but they're, they're just different opportunities that you can use pivots for. So um, there's great stats around pivots, and they're, they're very easy to ma uh, measure and and get good. You know, I know the probability of just about everything happening with a pivot in any given day. So I say in every given day. I know the long-term probability of the, the pivots being hit. Um, yeah, and the chances, I mean, if you look at the um, R1s, uh, sorry, R3s, S3s, if you're into pivots, you look at those, they've only got like a 5% chance of it ever being hit. So if you're setting targets outside of those in a day and you're looking at it as a day trade, you haven't really got a lot of chance. You know, you, yeah. you've got a 5% chance. So a lot of my strategies are applied around knowing what the market may deliver. Um, I think any fool can take a trade uh, and get into a trade. But the, the great thing is getting out of the trade um, and getting out of the trade in a way that you don't want to be leaving loads back, but you don't need to be coming. If you're shorting, you don't need to be coming out the bottom. If you're going long, you don't need to be coming at the top. You need a you need a point where it's completely logical. And if it's a previous high, a previous low, a pivot or whatever it may be, I think traders need to sort of wake up and sort of think well it's not because i want it to go to the moon and i have this idea that it's going to go and go and go i've, I've got to have a reason to what for whatever i'm trading to target uh, specifically because i think that traders spend a lot of time learning strategies and everything else but they never really learn the the art of exiting the trade yeah yeah that it is a big ass isn't it it is a big art <laughs> yeah now, um so you you've said you created an EA based on one of your strategies. Was there a particular reason you chose that strategy to to automate? Yep, it's uh, it's it's based on some candles and one moving average. It is the most simple thing ever. Um, it, it it the 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 signal comes up quite frequently. Um, 
it, it, I only use it on, as a continuation pattern as opposed to, I mean, some of the most major tops and bottoms, the signal comes in, but I'm not really, a, 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 I'm not looking to sell into tops and buy into bottoms. Uh, I, I think, you know, we've got 80% of retail market losing money. And I think a good part of that is that traders are trying to trade clever. They're trying to be clever on a market, which is quite obviously sometimes in a downward trend or an upward trend. And yet they want to, pick tops and bottoms. They probably started off trading trend um, and then decided to go for tops and bottoms. And I'm, I'm a trend trader. I, I, I really like trend, even if it's, a, it's a, I, I want it really across the time frame. So I like the daily daily time frame being up, the four hourly being up, and then I'm happy to be taking my trades off the hourly time frame. Um, I go, go down to smaller time frames to get a more eloquent entry uh, but um, and just look for the detail below the time frame. But um, it's really four hourly hourly is when I'm entering the trades. Um, and so, so yeah. this with that particular strategy where you've automated it, when you automated it, did you go back and test it across historical time just and see that even though you'd only started trading it, maybe what what I don't know. How, how many years you'd traded it for, but was it still performing before you manually traded it? Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, I started trading it back in 2006, and but the thing is I was trading it, and for, for some reason, I, I in those days I thought it, I should look for a fixed point target. Um, so that's, what, that's one thing I was doing. I was looking – so – it became hard and it, it worked at that time. It seems to work really well for the euro on a 15 minute chart. And it, it was given some really nice, it was, it was like, I remember 20, 20 pip stop, 40 pip target, something like somewhere, somewhere in that line, um, how I was trading it at the time. And it looked really, really good. Um, but, and it worked for a while. It worked for a decent while when the markets were in a certain, well, the markets were quite volatile, but it worked pretty well on that basis. However, the uh, the average true range of the euro came down to 45 pips. And there's me looking for 40 pips and you know, 45 pips full day, you know, and you've still got to get in the trade and out of the trade. And it, it wasn't really working, it, even rolling over to the next day or so, the markets were just too choppy. Um, and it just got so consolidated, it, it, it killed it. Mm. So I left it alone. But then I, I, I looked at it because the, the pattern is is just is brilliant. A little three bar pattern It is just so silly uh, that it works, that it works, but it works. And I looked at it again. And I thought there must be a different way of you know, deciding on when to trade it and also, also deciding on what, uh, what sort of target is, is, is mm. suitable. And it, I, I literally once I cracked that. So I, I had a, a little formula which gives me the, the target, and, and I back tested it. Back tested it. I went years, years back. I went five years back. Um, uh, actually, physically uh, testing it. So, you know, it it was a case of um, yeah, it works. <laughs> and and I'd seen the figures, and there was really horrible times during those five years, and there was really good times. And as I said, it comes back to the mindset in terms of we we, pro, we don't program ourselves to understand what really could go on. We could we someone would tell us oh it's got a sixty percent win rate, but over time it can have a sixty percent win rate. But at any given time, it may have a ninety percent losing rate in right. that little picture. Yeah. And crikey, that's squeaky bum time in, in real terms, and people give up with it. And um, we we did uh, it was uh, twenty. 
in 2021, not that old, 2021, it had a, a poor old year. It sort of started off okay in January, February, March. In April, it was okay. And then it just really went downward. And it just it just really had sort of like three or four months of really desire. To me, it, you know, it was sort of 6%. Eight percent down in a month on on some of the currencies. And you just, for me, I know it's not very much, but it was in, in, yeah. in a sense of expectation. I guess it just hit a bad patch because you start get, you know get fourteen percent down. You know, next thing is you're twenty percent down or thirty percent down. You just think that's wrong. But then all of a sudden it started coming back again. I mean, it ended the year twenty percent up overall. Um, right, but but it had a dip. Well, if you'd taken from January right the way through, I was actually measuring it initially from March, but if you uh, to get the thirty percent down, but the the, the the earlier stages, the earlier months in there were pretty decent, um, so it was running better. But it, it it's with trading uh, a strategy, people are very short termism uh, have a very short uh, time frame in which they'll give it any chance. And I think you can use mechanical methods to backtest. And there's a lot of great systems out there, which I'm sure would give you certain things. But actually seeing it, I know it takes a lot of time. And that's why I yeah, don't get a lot of sleep these days. But um, if, I, if I get into a strategy, all of a sudden, I want to just sit there and do it and just look at where this is going and let it say, well, come on, it must have a losing run in the moment. And um, I mean, I can show you on uh, on an Excel, I've got it all done on Excel spreadsheet, everything calculated out. I look at the sort of uh, ratios of win-loss just to see what it's achieving on a regular basis. And you could outperform it to a degree. And I, I, I've played um, take it or leave it with the the client, the, the guys that trade it with me in terms of, I, I've got mm. loads of pictures of the yeah. setup. Ah, so okay. would you take this one or leave it? And they, you know, they, they all have a guess of whether they'll take or leave it. Mm. And probably 70% of the time they're wrong. You know, it would have right. either gone on to win or, or yeah. lose. And yet if right. you sit there and you think, well, I could out trade this easy. But there are times that like Canadian dollar, I've switched it off at the moment. It's, it's one of the pairs that I was trading with it. I've just switched it off anyway. But I, uh, I will manually trade the can- Canadian dollar sometimes when I see the, the sit- signal coming up on it. Um, but I, ha- I have you know, really strict timeframes when I, t- again, 8 till 10 o'clock. If it's not set up and running by 10 o'clock, I'm not going to get into it in the morning. I don't care what it does. Um, and again, it, it's, it's, it's just got these peak periods when it really works the best. And the only way you, you really find out about that is testing it and going back and looking at it and getting a feel for it and having confidence then and you just leave it. Um, something a lot of traders can't do, but you've got to just leave it. And so, so when you were trading it manually, were you just trading it in those time, that time period, and that's why you came up with that time period? I, I I only traded it manually after I tested the theory. So then I, I started switching ah, okay. on manual. Then I, then I found yeah. a broker that was absolutely great in terms of it had like uh, like like an MT4 platform, and but they had the benefits of uh, you could. You could tie, you'd probably get this for MT4 in terms of a timer on it. So if it didn't, tri- you could have it all set up that if it didn't tri- trigger in the next hour, it just cancelled the order. Um, uh, I'm yeah, sure there yeah, must yeah, be yeah. something for MT4 out there. I think there's, but, I think you can set an expiration on the pinning orders. Yeah. For, there's, for there's, it's normally MT4. a day. It's yeah. normally a day or something like that. I think. I don't think oh. it's time wise, uh, oh, okay. which is no good. No, oh, it's no good for me. 
No, maybe it's it, maybe it's yeah, oh, no, you, you've oh, got me. I'll have to have another look now. <laughs> so I'll have to have a look as well. Um, I know I, I, I don't set them up because I because that's automatic. I built that into the the EA. Yeah. I say I built it, I didn't. I paid for some guy to build the EA for me. Uh, so that that was all uh, done. And I, I, to be fair, um, I get the pings and I don't even look at the chart. I don't, yeah. I don't look at it because I just mm. think we, you start looking at it and you'll want to. I know better, yeah, <laughs> you know, so man gets just leave there. it. <laughs> yeah. um, so just what, leave a, it. So, we, so if I've got this right, so you had a manual pattern and a sort of concept, yep. but then you used the bot to find out how to potentially get a better exit for the strategy. No, or... I did that. I did, I did that manually. Did I manually as well. I okay. Everything was manual. I, I looked at um, how far the price moved mm. after the, the, the signal came and it, it triggered I looked at the the potential for a movement. I was quite harsh on it because um, it, I'm trading my money at the end of the day on this strategy. I don't want a, a, to go where it moves sixty pips and then all of a sudden you get all this lovely peak area that's giving you um, like the the optimum is three times or something like this. And reality is, it, it's one point two, one point three. You know, it's, it's, you, yeah. you've got to be completely honest. Um, it's weird backtesting when you when you do it for these sort of things because you want them to work. You start doing, you, you get involved in it, and I, I guess this is one of the ma- mindset things is that you you want to sit there and get it to work. I've sat down. I, I used to have I do a bit of mentoring in in indoors, and they'd come and see me and sit down. I mean, the great thing about Zoom now, I can mentor God knows how many people one go in a trading room. Yeah, um, it's damn sight cheaper for them, and it's easier for me. But I can show them everything. But with this this particular guy, he wanted to go back, and it was an eight twenty one crossover, and it was it's like he he's just found gold, and it it worked for about twenty trades, and he probably only he probably had a seventy percent win rate somewhere in that region, and then the market completely turned, and it just get, went flat basically, and he was getting all these crossovers backwards, yeah. forwards, backwards, forwards. He's losing; it would have been losing a fortune if he'd been trading it. And I, and then he said, "Well, I'll do this, I'll do that." And I said, "But you can't go back and and change everything." The, the thing with testing is you've got to be completely honest with yourself, and you can't go back and just say, "Well, I've done that because of this." You, you've got to have it. So, I, I think an EA is a real tester of any strategy because you're then leaving it to run. You can't fiddle with it; it's just run. Mm. Um, you can you can adjust it over time to improve on it because the, I, I'm monitoring the results and monitoring what it could have done all of the time to see if the, if I could get more out of it. The volatility is really picking up that much. The only thing is the the stop will be picking up as well. So more volatility. It may be instead of having a stop of about twenty points or uh, twenty pips or thirty pips, it may be fifty pips or sixty pips. So in ratio terms. You, you might not get a lot more out of it, it right but yeah. for the point lovers out there they'll, they'll love it or pip lovers because they'll say well, yeah. you know just made 80 pips on a trade yeah yeah risk, exactly. I, I risk 70 to get it but i yeah. got 80. now, now so, i i read in your bio that you were sort of like you, you, the, the stat god around you know you've got stats i on did not every... say god well no maybe you didn't <laughs> say that <laughs> i just said that but, um you've you've done a lot of work on working out the stats behind certain signals happening and the success rate of those yeah can you are you able to share some of the insights you found um i, I mean the the stats I'll, I'll, I'll certainly share some pivots stats because i think they're they're, they're probably um if, if you're using pivot points and if you never put them on a chart 
just go and put a basic floor pivot on your chart, your favorite chart. Now, if you're looking on the data, I'll just give you some, you can set them up the, the monthly, weekly, daily, or even down to four hours. You know, some people trade hourly because they're mad. But um, I, I personally, I, I always have a monthly, uh, a weekly, um, and a daily pivot pivot showing somewhere on my chart. So I've got one chart showing always the pivot on there. Um, aside of when I'm back testing my other strategy, in which case I have nothing on there apart from a 34 moving average and price. Um, so it's it's all done. With, that's the way I do that. But with uh, pivots, um, they're absolutely excellent. If you look at it, 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 some stats around it, then it's like a bell curve, effectively. If you look down from, uh, I'm, I'm only going from R3 to S3. A lot of uh, pivots now will give you uh, fours and fives, some of them even sixes. I'm not worried about those because the probability of uh, going beyond an R3 is around about 5%, below S3, around about 5%. So, uh, and that that's pretty similar across the timeframes from daily upwards. It's different for a four hourly pivot because the extra volatility, it, it, will, it, it changes the flow a little bit there. But for dailies, weekly, monthly, uh, monthly uh, pivots, um, you've got a, a, at the moment with the euro dollar, for example, you've got a 75% chance of the daily, weekly or monthly pivot being hit. So it's got a high, you know, pretty high probability of being hit. Um, that doesn't mean to say it'll stop there, but it, it's got a good. So you, you can use them as targets in that way. Um, the way pivots move, then you've got the R1 and the S1. Then the probabilities of the R1 or the S1 around about, um, actually, I'm saying around about the, the, last year on a, on a rolling year here, um, the 40, there's a 40% chance it will hit the R1. Uh, or this is on the euro, 47%, it will hit the S1. But the euro was largely downward trend, so it's no surprise oh, yeah. last year. It was, you know, I mean, it picked up, but it was it was going downward, so there's slightly better chance of it running down to the S1. So you know it's going to hit either the R1 or the S1 75% of the time. Uh, sorry. Yeah, 75% uh, of the time it was going to hit either way. It's the same percentage. That's the right reason I looked at um, it's, it's the same percentage of whether it just hits the pivot itself. Uh, so it's going to hit the R1 or the S1 each day. So if it's hit the daily pivot, then you start getting, I've got a target here of either the R1 or the S1. So you can work on, and you just play with trade trend then. So a lot of my, my strategies are built on that sim very simple uh, realisation where what's going to be hit here. If you look out to the R2 and the S2, um, then, then the probability goes down to 15% and 17%. So um, the, the R2s and S2s have less chance of being hit. However, <laughs> if the pivot isn't, the main pivot isn't hit and price touches the R1, pulls back and goes through the R1, then you've got a 65% chance of it hitting the R2. So it's it's it, it, it's it's easier shown on the chart than it is discussing here because I, if I was you, I'd probably go la 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 by now. But it's it, it's actually seeing it, it makes the sense. Chart. It makes sense. It, though. it, it I, makes a lot yeah. more sense. I don't know how many people use pivots, but I, as I say, I'd strongly put them on there because all of a sudden you think, oh, that's why it stopped there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the know? funny thing and is, it, it used to be when I first started doing this stuff and interviewing people, people were talking about pivots quite a bit, and now never hear anyone talk about pivots. So. Uh, it's it's obviously it's something that's dropped out of favor for whatever reason but i mean i i mean i haven't looked at them for for years so why on earth did you stumble on, on them as your sort of core you know strategy well, 
Do you know, when I, when I first found them, I didn't really like them that much because I was such a Fibonacci fan. Yeah. I, was a, I mean, my my time of trading, sorry, it's all going back a step here in terms of I've, I spent so many years on looking for the Holy Grail, uh, like any trader that's been out there for a while. Some people would just give up very quickly, but you're looking for that thing that's going to give you that bigger edge. And you realize you come to it, the end, end game here is, it doesn't need to give you a massive edge. It just needs to give you a relatively consistent edge and it needs to give you an edge where you can make more money you're going to lose. That's all you need. <laughs> Simple as that. But we go out there because we want these 80, 90% strategies, uh, 100% strategy. You know, ideally, I mean, who would love um, to have such a strategy? So you, you, you go spend it. I spent time running through um I'd, I'd start i forgot to mention i used to write a newsletter for a, a, a one of these trading education companies and we used to write our own newsletter that's so much information that i'd gathered and one thing i did i started doing a, a, some analysis on different indicators and their what they are what the how they work because uh, again we we tend to overlook what we're using and most of these indicators are completely lagging um the thing with pivots is they, they worked on a lag basis but they give you a forward a forward shot of what might happen in the day yeah. whereas most things they're they're only reacting to price that's you know okay yeah arguably pivots having the calculation but then they stay still all day a moving average ironically moves well it's not ironic at all it does move <laughs> yeah. um so it, it's 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 moving so um yeah i tested i looked at so many different things I looked at, um, I got introduced to this guy. He was so, so interesting. And he he did this sort of system, uh, which he called Matrix or, or the Market Matrix. And uh, which, um, you know, we looked at and I just thought, oh, this is brilliant. And it, it, it was this sort of like a timing tool where the markets were going to turn. And Wiles, Wiles, Wiles Wilder, his name, uh, the chap from RSI fame, he, um, he had written a book or he hadn't written it it wasn't his work actually but he put his name to it to to because it rose uh, generated a lot of money um but he put his name to this strategy uh, this measurement of delta which is when, when there's a, the, a map of when price action might turn and it, you get these little windows of when it might turn and so you, you would forever be looking at that then we, we we put it together with um elliott waves and fibonacci and it gave you a full matrix of and looked at instead of just looking at uh, price levels and highs and lows and things, we looked at time as well. Anyway, that was a long two years that never really came off too much because I realized um, the guy that was, you know, was, was working with, it, I mean, he um, he was just a blinking good trader. And the only reason he was a good trader is because he read price um however it was yeah he would look mm. at price and he, he read price he wasn't using all this market matrix stuff he was actually just reading the price because he'd always have an excuse of why he's just done this and why he's done that and all he's doing is reading the price and uh, uh, you know it, it's one of the the, the, the the moral of the story is just learn how to read price and yeah. you can I, I can show you uh, uh, how to trade literally without anything else but price and I do this at any time. I didn't care if people can come into my room free of charge for a day or two, and I'll show them how to read price. And you, you can see how you could make money just by reading price action. Uh, put pivots on there in price, and it's an absolute dream for me because I can give you the, I, I know the stats behind the pivots, and I can see the price action. And all of a sudden, I've got an edge in that market. Mm. And I know that edge is going to work 
yeah, a good percentage of the time. And a good percentage may be 60, 65%. But that's yeah. good enough for me. Um, I like that. I should actually bring up the pivots again, I think, myself, and just have a look at where they are in conjunction to what I'm doing because it's it's definitely gives you an edge, right, if you know that that's a point that you could well, take profit or – and it's not going to move. An intro, yeah, an in, interesting thing is not a lot of people do this. I'm saying interesting is for me because uh, I'm a bit stat-driven, um, pro- probably because my mindset is uh, risk. Uh, I, I don't like risk. So if I can work out the stats – I say I don't like risk. I like risk, but the right sort of risk. So I want the I want it to be on my favour. So I, I just work out the stats. I, I've shown people it before who are pretty good traders. I know they're pretty good traders, and say, well, why don't you put the pivot on there and uh, see what it is? And I then give them the stats. You say, well, I didn't know that. If that, that would have made a difference. And you know, it's sort of you, you don't want to stifle your trading. And a bit of common sense is needed with them in a sense, but common sense is only learn in in the case of trading you know but it will come um you, you'll just pick it up oh that's gonna for example uh the chances that if, a, if an r2 or an s2 only have a 20 percent, let's just say 20 percent chance of being hit why would you ever target them however if it hasn't hit the pivot and it's hit run up to the r1 pulled back and push it pushing back the next time it's got a 65% chance of hit, being hit purely because the, the price you know if you can imagine it the price mm. must be in a trend you know, yeah, in a quite yeah, strong yeah, one. Yeah, 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 it's not gotten anywhere near its pivot. It's, t- it's time to, okay, I'll play it up to the R2. If, the other thing with pivots, you've got to be careful. If they do get very pinched, I mean, today's pivots were relatively, yesterday's were particularly pinched. Uh, today's were relatively pinched. Um, so um, you, you, then you've got to, again, I suppose there's not a lot of room to, common to sense, get to, But a yeah, bit, bit of okay. sense has got to be taken to, okay, the R2s and the S2s may be hit today. Yeah. Um, and, and some days, that you know, you get a big movement like Friday and then you, you get the pivot the next day, uh, Monday, and they're sort of a country mile away. And then you've got to, you've got to look at the midpoints. Uh, when, when we had all that volatility between 2008 uh, seven and eight, nine, when the when the banks were all crashing, um, I, I used to uh, use midpoints on there as well um, because it it wouldn't get to it just don't get, it run out of legs even right. how volatile yeah. markets were then it just run out of legs before it gets to some of the targets so I used the midpoints. Oh, interesting. But, uh, okay, I knocked them on the head lately. <laughs> right. Well, let's let's um, dive into some more of these questions. So, what, what about? If you're going to recommend a, a step-by-step approach for somebody coming new into trading, what would it be? Um, firstly, learn how to read price. Without anything else on your charts, just learn how to read price if you're going to do that. And then it sort of really build things up. Stay with trends. Always just look at trends. Don't you don't need to be the top and bottom man. Is it Je- was it Jesse Livermore? He, he spent it's the confessions of a stock operator. Mm. You read his book, he suddenly sussed out that trying to get tops and bottoms, which he was particularly good at doing at times, but not regularly enough. He went from boom to bust um, so many times. He, he, and so it's it, you know, it, it's not the place you, the, the chunk in the middle is just as good. If you can get some idea of way theory. Basic way three one two three. You can count to three. You can sort of work out well. The third wave is the biggest wave, and yeah. So if you're in a trend and it's sort of you're in this sort of third wave, it's it's got a bit more to go possibly, um, statistically, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, make sure you're doing that. I mean, make sure you've got an account that's funded. And there's 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 little uh, point actually apart from learning how to use the brokerage you're using. 
actually using paper trading. I know a lot of people say you've got to paper trade first. You'll only ever be guessing with um, brokers don't care about their their paper trading uh, guys in terms of if there's a bit of slippage. They're not going to slip your trade because uh, it's paper at the end of the paper money. It's not going to get yeah. slipped. Or it's very unlikely to get slipped unless they're using the, the, the feed um, from the live markets and whatever else and filling you at those. So you, you're, you're getting a, like a false security and you haven't got the mindset. You haven't got the the fear factor. Uh, a good guy in our train room at the moment. He's um, I'm actually mentoring him because he's a good IT guy and he's he's I'd say a media guy and he's doing some of my media stuff for me in in, in return. But he um he's he's he went over from doing a um, he did a challenge which on um, was it FOMO or whatever it is that I don't know what it is. It is. Uh, That's missing out. That's not that one. FTMO, he did that challenge and he did pretty well on it. And it's all paper. Um, He did blow it the next after he he, he passed the challenge. He then carried on trading and blew it on the next day. Um, Hope he never listens to this. I just confessed confessed (laughs) for him. He blew it on the next day and he broke the rules. Um, But um, then he went from trading like this. He had been trading in the past. He'd been a crypto trader. So he's gone the other way. (laughs) Um, He's seen the light. Um, anyway, he um, he's now moved. He's, he's, he's got a sizable account, and he's gone to cash. And now he's noticing the difference of trading between paper and cash, and how significant it is, particularly with letting the trades run and walking away from the charts, because he almost can't do it. Um, so, if you start off in good practice and actual running with real money but don't risk any again learn learn risk understand risk sorry you, you're getting me to start really reeling these up probably not in the right order must understand risk don't risk any more than one percent account don't care how big the account is if the, if it doesn't fit in and the, and the trade needs two percent or three percent to trade it if you're starting off leave it you can't take that trade it's too rich for you sonny or you know it, yeah be, be yeah. realistic you're find another market every yeah yeah, find another market, find another opportunity. Just wait, pick pick your fight with where you. If it looks ugly, it's ugly. Um, leave it alone. Uh, find something that well, that looks nice. And uh, there's, I, I look all the major currencies and the cross pairs of those majors. So and, and that's my world because I can I use a, a broker that's got very very uh, tight spreads for me, um, makes rates almost and. I, I I can get very I'm, I'm straight into the market. Um, it's a direct access, a genuine direct access market uh, broker, I would say, as opposed to a lot of these that just match you and stuff. It's just done, and it's it's there in the deep pool liquidity. So um, yeah, just ensure that um, you know your as I say, managing risk. One percent is is absolute tops and it may be when you start off with cash you go with half percent there's, there's nothing wrong with but starting off and, and then gradually building up on it That's but if you idea. can just start yeah. off with one and you'll find that uh the power of compounding and just go use a little a formula indicate use the um there's plenty of little um um tools and stuff tools to, get, yeah. to make sure you you've got the right size position etc yeah. on there you may find that you're slightly under slight if you don't always go slightly under rather than slightly over because otherwise you get in the habit of going too big um and just you know just stick with stick with it look look at your risk risk is absolutely all you're managing if you can manage your risk then the bottom line starts looking after itself you understand what you're looking at 
Now, now one of the things you I mentioned there. Too hung up on um, ratios of like looking for only two to one. I used to, um, and three to one and four to one. Um, you'll soon find out as a beginner, it's harder to exit a trade than it is to get in. As I said earlier, um, deciding on where your targets are is part of what you've got to be learning um, at an early stage. And again, reading markets, maybe looking for previous highs and lows and things like this may be an easy, easy way to address that. But you've got to work out a way of how you're going to exit that market. Yeah, because so you mentioned at the start there, like reading price, and I think that sort of come across as you know this other guy who just read, you know, he actually reads price. He doesn't have this, you know, he doesn't use all these other things he's teaching, but he reads the price. What, yep. what, what sort of if you had to say three things, here are three things you can go away and study over the next month to understand price better. What would they be? Well, it, it's. Start it. You, you can start off with the, the price action itself. I use candlesticks, um, so you. Can, but you, uh, it, it's just easier to see what the prices are doing. The individual candles will give you a clue. Now, if you're a nervous ninny, you can always change to hike and ashy candles, and they're brilliant. Um, you might want to look at those because they'll keep you in trends longer than you ever thought you could keep into a trend. Um, because they, they average the price over a period. But um, if it's absolutely a, an earlier start, I would just start off looking looking for lower highs, lower lows, higher lows and higher highs, and that will give you a picture of trend. But look from higher timeframes down to the lower timeframes. So you always you, you want to be with, with the trend. And if you're looking off a, let's say you're trading off an hourly timeframe, Quite often, it's good to come down to the lower time frame, fifteen-minute time frame, for example, or even five. But fifteen is is a brilliant time frame to come down to, and you might find even easier ways to get into something that you're looking at in the higher time frames. It might be giving you something that you think, "Oh, this looks okay." If you go down a time frame, you say, "Oh, hang on a minute, no, not trading that yet." It's 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 quite a bearish little signal with the candles. It just isn't looking right. But um, yeah, so it's. I think that's three things. Yeah, that's three things. Now, um, what about you've had a lot of students come through? I'm sure you've seen all sorts of different mindset issues pop up with students. What what are your what are your sort of hacks, tips, tricks that you share to get people on the right track? Well, I think the easiest thing is we've got so much technology these days. And as I dwell back to the good, they weren't necessarily good old days in terms of technology, uh, but these days we've got alerts, we've got all the orders under the sun that you can want to that will take profits. You can buy buy stops, sell stops, every other order that you can particularly buy limits, sell limits. You've got plenty of tools there to place the trade or place the the, the uh, setup for the trade. You can put your, your target in, you can put every part of the trade in there, walk away. Go, go do something. Go do the garden, walk the dog, do something completely different. Don't look at that computer until you hear a ping somewhere that it's close to trade. Um, that's the best mindset because then you won't fiddle with it. Because even me, even I look at charts sometimes and I come back and it's, and I can find an excuse to exit anything. Um, so it, yeah, after years and years of trading, I, I, I still, but I, I literally, I'm, I'm trading for, yeah, I want to see how far it goes and what I actually get out of it because I can't report it to the guys if I hadn't left it run. So it's great. So it's it's like having a, another mentor there that uh, I, I have to confess to them when I'm closing it, 
buying it or whatever I'm doing, yeah. it all gets reported to them. So it's like having a, a third party. Maybe that's that's part of it is that you you speak to, you have someone that you speak to and say, this is what I've done. Uh, this is trading me in. This is my target. Um, and then tell them what you actually come out at and how it how it turned up. And when, when you've got to report back to someone, may, uh, it, it may just make you stay in things longer but if you're not look there in the first place looking at it you ain't gonna be fiddling with it because you can't well you can if you go on your phone but don't take your phone <laughs> yes exactly exactly okay so really that the, the, the long and the short of it is just do, do your analysis make your decision and yep. somehow get off all the technology that can give you access to that information um of where the price is currently at well, we just get on with things yeah, yeah. i mean get on yep. back i mean i i i I literally, when I when I get into a trade in the trading room, the worst thing is, and I ban anyone talking about if the trade's doing good because that is almost right. like a death kill yeah. for it. If someone yeah. says, "Oh, the uh, we, what we were trading the other day was it the, it was the Aussie Aussie CAD we traded on Monday," and someone said that's going well, and I said, "You just can't do that because um, it might." Yeah, you it'll probably turn now and it turned almost like straight away <laughs> as they said it, it started moving back up again it, it, it went down to win but it, it was just that sort of you don't want to be looking at it because um people want an excuse to exit or, or lock in money particularly in the earlier stages it's that it just it's particularly if they've had a few losses if they've they've been fortunate and had a number of wins and it's sort of done and they, they, they've been winging it or whatever they've done they'll then get over bullshit and think well i'll let everything run and it'll go for miles uh but just it inevitably happens that people just look for a reason to exit the trade as opposed to trade you know using the stats that you know if, if i know i've got an r1 that's above previous highs Okay, I don't hit the. I don't ever take an R one or an S one as an absolute target. I, mm. I allow a few pips, three or four pips, just so that uh, the spread and everything else is there because it might hit the pivot and your spread hasn't quite caught it. Yeah, trading some of the outlandish uh, pairs, but uh, you, you just just leave it. Just walk away. Uh, do something else. Back test. Look at different charts. Um, anything. Yeah, um, ironically, it's the whole we, purpose we of trading, isn't it, to, to get to get the get the time back. So yeah, if you yeah, if you yeah. if that's the time that you've got back. Hey, look, we're going to yeah. dive into the uh, quick fire round here, and well, then wrap this baby up, uh, and we'll jump into a chart afterwards and get to see what you what you know. Um, so, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable in forex trading? In forex trading, um. Because I had the experience beforehand, it was sort of like just an add-on. But um, I had probably periods when I was doing particularly well, then particularly uh, then periods, and I wasn't doing so well for you know. So it was. It, it took a long time to realize it's just it's a long-term game. So I could because I was measuring myself on too short a period, uh, like right. months as opposed to weeks and months. Um, and I, I realized that you should really be looking at your result over a year and you know, what you're doing over a year. So I, I probably hammered myself in terms of uh, early stages, probably took about three years to really get into a rhythm of not not being overly worried and hung up about a, a month's trading. Um, you know, we're going to have losing months. But, you know, it happens. You, you almost don't want to admit to the fact that you have a losing months because you're a professional trader, but it happens. Um, mm. You know, that's trading. Um, so, okay. uh, yeah, probably about what, three years of actually 
but I had peaks and troughs all the way through it. So it's sort of, uh, I never gave back more than I had. And, and I made money over the three years, but it, it wasn't uh, wasn't as consistent. What's your favourite entry setup? Sorry? Your favourite entry setup? Um, I'd say, you know, a flag with pivots involved. Uh, simple as that. Um, and when I show you on the, the pivots in a moment, I, I'll just show you some of the very simple processes that I just follow in it. But it is, it's something I, I do like flags, weirdly, weirdly enough. They they seem to work pretty well, um, and yeah, if I've got if I've got a pivot target for it, that would be it. Otherwise, my little obviously the automated trade I call it AB three. It's a three candlestick um, signal um, with with some know how that goes through it, some trend, um, and that's it. So I've got two there now. Sorry, that's all right. What what uh, what about the method you use to exit or manage trades? That's as on the uh, auto trade, it's done on a ratio. Um, otherwise, it'll probably be pivots. It's a day, well, even on a weekly basis, I'll be looking at pivots so often uh, for the weekly or monthly. I'll have a target, and that's that's what it'll be. Um, prior highs and prior lows often make a bit of sense, but not always. I, I can look at the order book to see what's um, what lies above. So if there's a load of buy orders above there, I'll just run it out. Uh, what's your preferred uh, uh, recommended trading book or resource? Um, do you know, I, I saw you give me this thing. Read this old book. It's it's uh, it's called um, the Diary of a Professional Commodity Trader, okay. uh, Peter Brandt. Um, okay. For a professional trader, you you probably wouldn't read it too much, and he says that in the very few pages. He said, "What are you reading this for?" But for a, um, someone someone told me about the book, and do you know, I read it, and it is the most modest guy going. And he made money year on year on year on year trading commodities. But he was he was using the what I liked about it is he does what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, he's using straightforward old patterns. And you know, these things that these uh, so-called gurus on the they say don't work anymore, a load of rubbish. He uses those. He uses cups and handles. And I mm-hmm. I laugh when I see someone talk about a cup and handle or head yeah, and shoulders yeah, yeah. and things like this. Yeah. But yeah, he, that's what he was trading with, and he sh- he goes through his diary of trades that he took. And when you see how he's just so honest, and I I just love his honesty in the book. And he's yeah he's he laughs at these people, and I've always done it. I've always found it strange that people need to go and prove themselves and take ten grand and make it a fifty grand or hundred grand or whatever else. It's good, don't get me wrong, but they're all, they're most likely breaking rules mostly through that. So for the Joe public, they they think that's a that's a, that's an achievable thing to do every year. So I've got my ten grand, I'm going to make fifty grand this year, and of course they end up with two grand. Yeah, so um, yeah. net two grand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your preferred broker and trading platform? I use Elmax, uh, which for a broker because it's straight for. I mean, it's literally um, it's a professional account and. Um, they they don't like you really trading less than ten k um, through them, so they they're sort of got you could have a bit of size for it. It's the the platform is quite ugly and old and clunky. Um, I tend to use MT4 as well as, but I, I you know I like MT4. I find it really easy to uh, do things on quite often. They're they're LMAX's main platform. I sort of like it, but you can't hedge on it. You, you just literally either in or out of a trade if you close. It's quite handy if you just want to close part positions and things. You can just put loaded folders in there and it'll close them for you partly. But um, it's it's a bit antiqu- antiquated. But it's really for a professional trade that's just trading in one direction, probably, um, as, as I see it. And but you can put 
decent size through them, very big size through them if you want. And it's just whooshed away and very, very cheap. Hey folks, you ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Awesome. Now, uh, last question here. If you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Struth. Um, read price. Learn to read price and stay on the trend. Okay, so go back and listen to what uh, what Kim said before around reading price. Before we wrap up, what's the best way for traders to get hold of you? Um, through uh, my website, um, thepivottrader.com. Um, there's details on there. I do have a Telegram um, I've now got Discord as well. I've got everything now by think by the looks of things, but I've got a Telegram, a free Telegram uh, account. But you can uh, get the details off the website anyway. The contact us, it's all on there on the pivottrader.com. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Kim for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here are uh, in the show notes on tradingnut.com. Just search for Kim KYM in the search box. And until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, hope you enjoyed that episode with Kim Watson. Now, do remember we shot a video afterwards, so if you're on not on the YouTube channel, or even if you are, jump over there, check it out. He breaks down pivot points and the probabilities of hitting each point. So please go and check this out. This is well worth your time. Other things going on here at Trading Out, we've got the Fidel Crest 50K Challenge. If you do want to take part in being on the Trading Out live stream and go through this whole challenge process, then there's an opportunity for you. There's an entry form link below the video or in the podcast description. Go and check it out. I'd love to see you on here on Trading Nut in the future. All right, folks, thanks for watching or listening wherever you are, and we'll see you in the next episode soon.